Hello, everybody. You're listening to our community, our mission. This is Barry Feeker, Executive Director of the Topeka Rescue Mission on March the 29th of 2022. Good morning, Lamanda Broyles. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. I am doing well. Glad to be here. Our other sidekick, Marion Crable, is not here today. She was across the country coming back uh, today or tomorrow, I yes. believe it is. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to solo this or I know. duet, I guess. That's a couple better. of us took some sad photos in her office. I'll have to show oh. you that in a minute. But we, uh-huh. we kind of staged her office pretending like we were crying oh, okay. so and we sent it to her and told her we were missing because her. she's gone or coming back very <laughs> of course because she's gone <laughs> she'll be listening to this i'll hear yes, about that uh-huh, you will yeah well we've been talking about uh transition mm-hmm. uh, here at topeka rescue mission and uh after 36 years i'm coming to the end of the road in regards <laughs> to being executive director yes. come uh Next month mm-hmm. on April the 22nd. And so we've been just having this dialogue about mm-hmm. that. Marion's been asking us questions. Yes. And so as we kind of wrap this one up, um, we'll get back into normal business starting mm-hmm. in April in regards to um, our community, our mission, and interviewing people. But, Lamanda, you've been um, um, kind of in this training, equipping, getting ready sure. to become the executive director <laughs> yes. of the Topeka Rescue Mission now uh, since almost a year ago mm-hmm. when uh, we really heard the Lord was uh, speaking to our hearts and other people began to hear it and understand. And mm-hmm. so this is your great opportunity to ask me questions publicly yes. in front of uh, the whole wide world, the universe, uh-huh. uh, about things that you think uh, would be good for me to share with you and maybe others Yes. Um, as you're getting ready to step into this role as executive director of the Topeka Rescue Mission. Absolutely. So far away, I, I'm here. <clears throat> I have been waiting for this moment, <laughs> Barry, waiting. Uh, for those of you who listen to the podcast, uh, many times we have said, uh, Barry comes up with these questions and we have mm. no prep time and uh, it's just from our hearts. And thankfully, the Lord shows up every time to help us with those so questions. Is this payback but, time? Is that what this it's is? payback. It's so payback. I, I will have the uh, phone a friend or pass. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, the good thing is I've got several questions to choose from, right? Okay, um, but you know, Barry, one of the things that I've, as I've gotten to know you um, for almost this past year, one of the things that is instantly known about you is just your love for people um, and how valuable you see people and uh, that the treatment of people matters to you. And so I think I would just, you know, like to soak in just your thoughts, what you would say maybe to uh, some of the long-term employees we have here, volunteers, donors, uh, maybe past employees that aren't with us anymore, but they, they devoted time and energy and heart to here. What would be some things that you would say to those people that have really supported you and TRM along the way? Well, I'm grateful um, in so many ways for so many people. I mean, there's been lots of different employees that worked at the rescue mission, volunteers, um, just hundreds and hundreds of people over three and a half plus decades. I'm grateful to every one of them. Um, I've learned so much from people who have really demonstrated to me um, role model. You know, you look at the director, they're supposed to be the role model, you know, but actually there's a lot of role models here. Um, of people who have sacrificially served and loved and the heart that I have seen in other people um, to care for other people inspires me. Mm-hmm. And so that we all have our days where um, maybe uh, people irritate us and maybe <laughs> we just don't really like to because you know, we're human. face the day because we're <laughs> human. Yeah. You know, and we get frustrated or whatever. And, and then I'll have God bring somebody along to me, whether it's a person who's homeless or somebody's hungry or a volunteer or a staff member or whatever. 
it really sets me straight and helps mm-hmm. me to refocus. And so who can't just be affected by that, you sure. know, and infected in a good way <laughs> by seeing people who really love other people. And that inspires me to love people as well. And so, uh, of course, our Lord, you know, um, God so loved the world, mm-hmm. you know, uh, he didn't come to condemn the world, but to save the world. And so whosoever would come to him, you know, I mean, who can't say we want to be a part of that. Right. And uh, I've been grateful to just to uh, see people the way that hopefully God sees them. Mm-hmm. Every day. Every day. Every day. Trying to every day. Trying to. <clears throat> so we're going to talk a little bit in a minute, Barry, just about some um, joys and um, of, of your time at TRM. But right now, you know, one of the things that I seek from you is wisdom. And I have found, uh, you know, you tease me all the time that you love giving your advice and mm-hmm. your opinion. I'm not teasing um, you. I'm yes. <laughs> uh, but I, and I know that there's seriousness too with that. Um, and so I tease back, but really, Barry, I want you to know that um, it is truly an honor to be able to learn from you and to um, just take in your wisdom that you are able to give and communicate. And um, you've just done so well of being able to help me know some history about some things and and those kinds of things, just this godly wisdom. But I also know that you don't, uh, you also are allowing me to be whatever the leader is that God's needing me to be for TRM for now. Um, So in thinking about that in your wisdom, I know, you know, over 36 years, you've had your fair share of challenges, (laughs) a couple. couple. Uh, And so I just really want to know, Barry, what is advice that you have for me that when I start um, hitting some challenges and bumps in the roads and maybe, you know, sometimes leadership can kind of be a lonely place as well. What's some advice that you have uh, for myself and for TRM employees and volunteers and things like that as we face maybe some challenges? Yeah, you know, uh, there, there's two ways to do life. Uh, one is on our own or in the guidance of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I would say just remember, on your own ain't going to work too well. <laughs> and so the <laughs> guidance of the Lord, um, and all the ways acknowledge him and he will direct thy paths. Um, Proverbs 3, 6 is we don't lean on to our own understanding. And uh, we see a thing, we're involved in it, uh, it's, it's critical. You as the director um, are going to face things that most people will never even dream about, nor would want to dream about, mm-hmm. that you're going to have to face. This is a life and death opportunity mm-hmm. for many, many people. And so you have a lot of helpers around you. You have a lot of people who really want to do the right thing, but you have to direct. And so... You can make decisions on your own, or you can seek the Lord for those decisions. Mm-hmm. I remember when I pulled up to the rescue mission on April 21st of 1986. Mm-hmm. It didn't look anything like it looks like no. right now. <laughs> and I sat in my car before I went in, and I said, God, I need your wisdom. Mm-hmm. And uh, what the scripture says is God really wants us to seek wisdom and understanding. We're not just kind of aimlessly going through this with blind faith. We're asking God to Uh, help us as we join him in what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And so if I look at the rescue mission and my position as director and God's doing a thing here, I'm really not directing. Mm -hmm. I am reflecting his direction. Mm -hmm. And so um, I would rather reflect his direction than to try to figure out how to direct. Yes. So if I could share anything that is... uh, probably in-depth meaning is that they're go- you're going to face, and you already have, but mm-hmm. you're going to face even more situations where there's no, in- there's no possible way to figure this out. Mm-hmm. 
And so you'll face natural problems, hunger, homelessness, disease, depression, drug addiction, um, violence, um, hopelessness, where there seems to be no earthly answer, but yet you are tasked with leading a team of people to find an answer when there's no answer. So you face natural problems that require supernatural solutions. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jesus and the disciples were um, um, out uh, with a whole bunch of people there, and the disciples came to Jesus and said, um, as he was teaching, um, it's get late in the day, tell them to go home, they're going to get hungry, and tell them to go eat. And Jesus said, well, you give them something to eat. Mm -hmm. And they came back in somewhat of a protest, say, this is all we got. Mm -hmm you know, a few loaves of bread and a couple of fish here. Mm -hmm. And so they basically washed their hands of it and said, you know, there's no, there's no solution to this. Tell them to go home. And Jesus said, oh, give it to me. Mm -hmm. And so they handed it to him and he blessed it and gave it back to them to go serve. Mm -hmm. You go do, you go do. And that is a natural problem, hunger, mm -hmm. that required a supernatural solution. Mm -hmm. And God will give you supernatural wisdom. That also just reminds me that we don't always have to dwell on the problem either because right. God has a solution. That's right. Um, and I think that's something that I have to uh, learn as well because I'm a doer. Mm -hmm. Barry, you know that, mm -hmm. right? I see mm -hmm. a problem and I just instantly want to do that. God wants doers. Yes. Uh -huh. But there has to be a time too where we come to him for those solutions too and then be willing to be a part of that solution. And not the last resort. Right. A lot of times we say, oh, all else failed, let's pray. Yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> I've learned the hard way. Let's pray before all else fails. Yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> when it should be our first reaction exactly. and then do. Yes. Exactly. Oh, that's that's so good. Um, you know, I'm over here writing down notes. Uh, so anybody who's listening to this, I'm, I'm writing down notes, but then I'm thinking I don't have to write down notes. I can just soak in what he's saying and re-listen to this. Um, but it's just really helpful for me as I'm I'm transitioning to this new role. So, you know, we talked a little bit about challenges and, and just your advice. Um, you know, Barry, a lot of times when people are reflecting on it, one of the questions that uh, a leader will be asked is kind of, what are you proud of? Um, but knowing you, anything that has to do with pride or the word proud or anything, you totally deflect from. And I've seen that. Um, so I'm not going to ask you necessarily what you're proud of, because I know you'd probably, how you're going to answer that. I'll teach you a lesson. On uh, that's right. <laughs> uh, but what I am going to ask, Barry, is just when you think about the joys and maybe just some of the accomplishments that have been done through just God's miraculous being and, and the hearts of his people, um, what are some things that come to your mind that are, that really bring you joy? What's been accomplished here at the Rescue Mission? You know, Amanda, that is, that's such a hard question to answer because there's mm -hmm. been so many. So I much. mean, it's mm -hmm. just to probably to um, the biggest joy. And, uh, and I, I think that if there's pride, it's the pride of the Father. The, the heavenly father who is proud of his kids mm -hmm. when they uh, hear him and uh, trust him yes. and then go do mm -hmm. what he's asked them to do. So I can enjoy that kind of pride mm -hmm. to see um, me being one of his kids mm -hmm. um, and you one of his kids and all the people here, his kids, when we come together and we walk it out. And, uh, and, and, and that walking it out sometimes looks strange to the world, um, in regards to, uh, why would you go there and even associate with those people? Mm -hmm. Right. You know, um, and, and, and 
why would you risk your lives? Why would you risk disease? Why would you risk physical harm? Why would you risk being insulted? Um, well, that's a good question. Why would we? We wouldn't unless we were on a mission. And uh, that's why uh, some years ago somebody called it a rescue mission, to rescue pe- people right where they are, to go in those places and then see on the other end of this. It may take months, may take years, mm-hmm. maybe never in our lifetimes. We see the fruit of the investment mm-hmm. um, in the people who, um, being around as long as I have, I've seen people come back years later and said, thank you for what you said X, Y, and Z years ago, because it really changed my life. Yes. And I'm going, I didn't think it changed anything when I uh-huh. saw you last time, you <laughs> right. know, but yes, it really did. And thank you for being there for me. Thank you for feeding. Thank you for taking care of my kids. Mm-hmm. I remember this one, uh, one volunteer we had one time, she said, uh, I want to volunteer again. I said, great. And she said, can I bring my kids next time? And I said, um, well, how old are they, you know? <laughs> and she said, well, they're, they're little girls. And I said, well, we have an age, you know, that, that's probably appropriate to bring them. She said, well, I really want to get them involved as quickly as possible because I want them to see where their mommy stayed when she was a little girl. Oh, wow. And I said, what? Mm-hmm. She said, yeah, I stayed here when I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. I said, tell me about that. Mm-hmm. And she said, I don't remember a whole lot other than it was me and my sister and uh, our mom. And she said, um, it was a hard time, but I remember the room that we were in Mm -hmm. and it was in the main building. We hadn't built the Hope Center yet. Mm -hmm. And she said, and I remember it being Christmas time. And I remember this really kind Santa Claus. Oh my goodness. And she said, I remember the chair I was in. Mm -hmm. And she said, and I remember everybody was smiling. Mm -hmm. And she said, I said, what do you do today? She said, well, I work at an insurance company here in Topeka. And she said, uh, I want to volunteer and I want my kids to see where their mommy stayed. Uh And I'm going, oh, wow. Uh How cool is that? Mm -hmm. And then just thinking about what a blessed memory she had because of what everybody was doing at the rescue mission. She remembers a happy time in spite of a probably unhappy time Mm -hmm. in, in the bigger picture. Yes. But here she is today, successful and has her own family. You know, that touches my heart, too, because there's several of us right now that are planning um, an Easter egg hunt. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we actually just had um, Leslie and Derek from Hodom Insurance um, donated several items. So our kids that are staying in the Hope Center, we currently have 17 mm-hmm. um, staying there, are going to get Easter baskets and an Easter egg hunt. Um, but then we also had students yesterday from Care Paravel that mm-hmm. came and uh, made put all of the items in that were donated to make Easter baskets. And then in addition uh, to that, guests and uh, staff will be receiving a Bible bookmark Mm -hmm. um, that they have cut out and colored. And so just remembering, you know, the real reasons for Easter. So just it's neat to see those traditions that were long ago Mm -hmm. and how Mm -hmm. we're continuing them. Continuing them on. Mm -hmm. Well, and and trying to help people in their time that it's really an ugly time in life. I mean, you have no home. Mm-hmm. and you're not sure where your next meal is coming from. Mm-hmm. That's pretty ugly. Mm-hmm. And, and uncertain, have, just and the uncertainty. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, to, and to alleviate some of that uncertainty and to bring people into a place, not only, okay, stand in line, get something to eat, here's a place to sleep, but to love them, and to be mm-hmm. kind to them, and to say, you know what, you really matter, and we're going to help you get through this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's huge. Yes, it's huge. And it just reminds me, too, that it takes everyone. Yeah. You know, and Lots. so we've got community members that are making this happen. We've got another church, uh, a couple of churches that I'm going to contact today that are willing to come hide the eggs. I mean, just mm-hmm. things like that. And, and I hope that one day one of those 17 children will have a good memory yeah. because of what we're doing. I hope every, every one of them does. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so the next question I kind of have on here, switching uh, gears just a little bit, Barry. Um, how old were you when you came to be the executive director? Four or five, I think. Four or five. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because he's only going to turn 40, right? right. Oh, Josh yeah. is getting deep in here. <laughs> no, I, uh, um, I was actually had just turned 30. Just turned uh, 30. Yeah, turned 30 years old. And so... Uh, and comparatively, that makes you an old lady. I know. Because uh, you're almost 35. I'm, I'm almost 35. <laughs> you're right. Um, so in just thinking about the ages, um, yes, I'm an old lady compared to you. But there are some similarities because <laughs> it's only five years difference. Um, but just thinking back to you know, the first 30 days that you were executive director here <laughs> as a 30-year-old and knowing that you know I am less than 30 days from the transition, mm-hmm. and then we'll be embarking on my first 30 days. What are some similarities and maybe some differences that you see in your 30-year-old self, my 35-year-old mm-hmm. self, and those first 30 days in becoming the executive oh, director? Well, I'll tell you what's different uh-huh. is that uh, I walked in here as the director and had never been in the rescue mission before. Oh, my first day was right. as director, yes. so there was no previous director to <laughs> to meet. Right. And so and you know, in, in those days, um, there was no other staff, and it was the homeless mm-hmm. folks. Mm-hmm. So people stay in there; they were without a director, and so I came in, and I just basically learned from people who were off the streets. Sure. That's all, which was phenomenal. Right. I mean, I. I'd worked in mental health before, and mm-hmm. I'd worked in ch- church leadership um, around youth and those kind of things, but never at this level. So that was probably the big difference in that in the whole uh, compared to where we are today. You know, and looking back at that um, uh, time, and uh, the thirty days gets a little blurry. I think it uh-huh. turned into thirty thirty months <laughs> right. uh, of just being immersed in this whole thing. Um, that was. Um, that was a great learning experience, uh, probably not the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. With you coming now, uh, which I think is really great. We're, we're almost the same ages when we started, mm-hmm. Yeah, even though you're even old though lady old now, lady. Yeah, mm-hmm. five years older. <laughs> um, but it was interesting. Uh, we had two daughters. You have two daughters. Yes. About the same age. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I've known Jared, your husband, for some time now. Great mm-hmm. guy. Love him. And... Uh, and so, and interesting enough, uh, we lived almost in the same block as you live now. Oh, that's right. Uh-huh. Yes, and I so forgot about that. When I went to visit your house uh, a year ago and sat down with you guys, I'm going, man, this is deja. Uh-huh. When I first started the mission, we were living just right down the street yes. from where you are right now. Uh-huh. And then we had two little girls. And so, you know, those are kind of similar anecdotal, seasons of anecdotal life. things. Uh-huh. And um, I think, though, that. Um, you know, the mission today is a greater responsibility than it was 36 years ago. Um, I'm not sure my young 30-year-old self would have had the skills to take on what is required to do with the rescue mission today. So mm-hmm. um, God knew that. <laughs> and so he put me in a much simpler operation that's built up over a period of time. What I've told our board of directors, what I've told other people, is rescue ministries today in America. Um, cannot be run by the same people who stepped into leadership when I stepped in. There need to be people who are smarter, uh, have a higher degree of education, um, have some skill sets that 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 were not required when I stepped in here. Uh, you have to be a person who has a business mind, because we're talking about multi-million dollar operations here. You have to be a community networker. You have to be so many things from a practical business stand to take on corporation because this now is a corporation, which built up over a period of years, which I've learned how to do. Right. But you're having to come in and just take it over. Mm-hmm. 
And so I think that that's a big difference. But the good thing is that the similarities are um, you have an opportunity, as I had an opportunity, to see God. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you um, step into that official role in uh, less than a month, Mm -hmm. um, it's yours. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, the cool thing is, and Lord willing, I'll be around to say, well, here's my thoughts. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, that and advice, and that right? Advice, that you're that, taking very right. seriously. That's very serious. Yeah, <laughs> and and um, yeah, I guess I guess that's the best way to to answer that question. Is there are some similarities, but there's some vast differences here. Mm-hmm. Um, of obviously three and a half decades of development. Mm-hmm. Development. Yes. Okay. If anybody knows Barry, you know that he has stories and he is always up to telling one of those stories because it always gives God glory, too. Um, So I know over 36 years, you've got a lot of stories that have accumulated. And so I did not want you to have a heads up on this because Mm. then you probably would have trouble picking which story to say. Mm. But what is a story that just stands out to you, Barry, for for whatever reason, just in your time here? Um, and it could be someone being helped or it could be something that internally changed you, just something that in this moment you feel like you should share. You know, it, it, <laughs> there's thousands and uh-huh. thousands of stories, yes. but just what popped in my mind right yes. now for whatever reason is um, there was a hospital in Topeka that was closing um, and uh, they contacted me one day and they said, hey, um, we've got a lot of food. And uh, would you be interested? And I said, absolutely. Now, keeping in mind, we did not have big storage areas. We didn't have new buildings. We just had our little old rescue mission building and a little old warehouse with some chest freezers. And so I went over to this hospital warehouse, and I looked at this food. It was amazing. They just had shelf after shelf after shelf of food, and they had these big walk-in freezers, which I never dreamed we'd ever have one. Yes. We got more than one now. Yeah, we do. And so... Um, I walked in, I saw this food and I said, well, this is great. We can take this much, but we can't take that, the rest of it because we don't have any storage. And they looked at me and they said, well, it's all or nothing. We can't piecemeal this out. We don't have time. This has got to go. And I said, well, uh, I don't want to turn it down. And they said, well, you got to come up with some storage. So I called around for storage places for this frozen food that we could receive. And I couldn't find any place that was willing to work with us. You know, it was just like there wasn't anything available. And um, I knew that um, we could, did some budgeting, and we could buy used freezers, um, f- uh, enough of them for about $3,000. Mm-hmm. And so, but we didn't have $3,000. Mm-hmm. And um, I came um, came back to the mission later that afternoon, and there was this guy named Dean Hurst, who's since gone on to be with the Lord. But Dean was a, just a faithful volunteer. He was a board member. And I said, Dean, this is terrible. We've got all this food we can get, but there's no money. And we had $3,000 in the bank to pay our light bills. And I had a couple of staff by that time. But who wiped us out? We would have been done. Right. And uh, he said one simple thing. He said, don't expect to receive God's blessing unless you prepare a place to receive God's blessing. Mm. In other words, make room. Mm-hmm. And I said, what are you saying? I say, and buy the freezers, go out and step out on faith and possibly have the whole rescue mission shut down because you bought these freezers. Mm-hmm. And he goes, that's exactly what I'm saying, Barry. You have to trust him. If God has wanted to supply this food and all it is, you've got the $3,000 to buy it. You need to go out and trust him that he'll replace the $3,000. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I was terrified. Just oh, absolutely sure. terrified. This is what you get to do as director, Amanda. <laughs> you get to make those kind of decisions. Uh-huh, so that you know? I can be terrified, right? right? Exactly. <laughs> so I went ahead and uh, made arrangements to buy the freezers. And I talked to this hospital and I said, we can take the, we can take the food. It was the old Memorial Hospital in town. And they said, okay, great. Now I'm just the pit of my stomach. I said, we're, we're broke. Uh-huh. We're going to have these freezers, going to have food, but we don't have any electricity mm-hmm. to turn them on. Yes. <laughs> Next morning I came in. And I was in my office, and uh, this frail lady came to see me. And she, um, I mean, she was very frail, very, very thin. Uh, her name was Rhea. And I'd never met her before, and she, uh, she said, hey, uh, I uh, really feel like I want to give you this money for food. And so I said, great, we're getting a lot of food. And I didn't see what was in the envelope. Mm-hmm. And she said, um, she said, so I hope this helps. And I said, um, Rhea, would it be okay if we took your money, because we're getting a lot of food from a hospital right now, and turned it into helping to purchase the freezers that we already committed to? And she said, yeah, sure, whatever. Good day. Walked out the door, opened up the envelope, and it was a check for $3,000. Yeah, right on the money. Not a penny less, not a penny more. Uh We had to trust God to make a space to receive his blessing. Mm -hmm. We would then see a big rush for a number of reasons on the need for food in our community. And we were able to supply that food to so many people. And all that food that came in, in those freezers and on those shelves was depleted in two weeks because of a economic situation that occurred back then. Mm. Had we turned that down and it would have gone to the dump or who knows where else it would have gone, we would have not been able to bless other people in their time of need. Mm-hmm. Great so, need. Great need. Yeah. And so that, that story sticks out today for whatever reason mm-hmm. amongst thousands. Wow. Man. And I just, I wish we had time just to devote podcasts to all of those because, Barry, I feel like every day I hear something different where you're able to share. And I mm-hmm. just, I love that to see that. Um, two more questions, Barry. One would be, you know, you and I have gone to a couple of places and spoke jointly. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done some speaking events separately. Um, and you're being asked quite a bit of just, Barry, how are you feeling during this transition? Mm-hmm. You know, what are you thinking? And um, are you doing okay with it? Uh, so can you just address everybody and just let them know what yeah. have been your thoughts and feelings? You know, Lamanda, it's, um, there's so many different ways that people could look at this. And in and, and this regard of a, a ministry that I've been privileged to be a part of, um, again, for be just shy of 36 years now, um, people have asked me, are you okay with this? You know, mm-hmm. is, is, yes. is, you know, are, are you okay giving up your baby uh-huh. and all that kind of stuff? Well, it was never mine in the first place. Uh-huh. It was just uh, mine to steward during a season. God just, just spoke to my heart here uh, a couple of years ago and just basically said, uh, your time's coming. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know exactly what that meant. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that can mean a lot of things. Yes. And so you get ready. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then again, uh, last April, um, he pointed out to me very clearly that you were going to be the next director. Mm-hmm. And, uh, people say, well, how do you know that? And I go, well, you know, you only know what you know. Right. And I just knew it in my spirit mm-hmm. and, uh, it got confirmed, got confirmed sure. with you, got mm-hmm. confirmed with me. And so I'm at perfect peace with this. Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely kind of giddy that mm-hmm. God would make it this peaceful, this clear. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I don't have anything else to go run to do. Right. Um, so it's not like I got to get out of here. It's just, it's time. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited about the future of Topeka Rescue Mission. Mm-hmm. 
I kind of look at it this way. There's been a lot of attempts to do things that haven't worked and some that have. Mm -hmm. Uh, You just keep trying Mm -hmm. to make it right. You try to hear God. You try to discern the times. You try to make everything right. And I look around today and um, I see that this community um, and me being a part of it, me not doing it all, uh, but being a part of it has built a foundation for you and the team to go forward, to take the good news of Jesus Christ. God loves the world, uh, to be right there in the trenches with some of the most broken people. You've got great facilities. You have great board members. You have great staff. Mm -hmm. You have a great community. Yeah. Is, is, did we fix it while I was here? No, we didn't fix it. But we surely did stand in the gap for some people who needed some help getting fixed. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot more ahead. Uh, we don't know where the world's going. We right. don't know where our community's going. But we know this, that God has blessed this community with a phenomenal rescue ministry called the Topeka Rescue Mission. And I'm at perfect peace that you're the next leader. Mm-hmm. So that kind of leads us into our last one. Barry, you have a lot of people here who love you, respect you, trust you. Um, and really take heed to anything that you say and the advice because they know it comes from your heart and from your um, your character. So if you could address everyone right now and just say, what is your, your hope? What is your prayer uh, for the future of the rescue mission? What would it be? Um, well, for it to be everything God wants, to, wants it to be. Um, uh we never know for sure um, what we're going to face from one day to the next. And I think that the rescue mission is known for the basics. You know, it's a place for people to go when they're uh, hungry, a place for people to go when they have no home. But it's way more than that. There's all kinds of other programs, you know, and outreach into the streets and yes. and education programs and trauma interventions and human trafficking interventions and the list goes on. Mm-hmm. But the bigger story than that is that it's a refuge. In, a, in storm. For so many people, um, regardless of their situation, to know that they matter, mm-hmm. that God loves them, we love them, and doesn't matter where you've been or what's mm-hmm. happened in your life, that we're going we're gonna to be there for you. Mm-hmm. And that my hope is that that will continue on because that's the heart of the Lord. I look back to what I shared on the last podcast from what happened a little over a week ago when there was a homeless man Mm -hmm. in a tent, in the rain, in the cold, in the mud, alone, alone, dying. And he refused to go to the hospital. And our staff were stuck in the mud. Department of Children and Families was there there with them stuck in the mud. We had firefighters. We had EMTs there walking in the mud. And this man still refused to go. And this lady police officer came up after we'd worked for hours and hours. And she said, I don't care what you've done in your life. This is a cop, right? Mm -hmm. I don't care what you've done in your life, but nobody deserves to die out here alone. Mm -hmm. Come with us to the hospital. Mm -hmm. And the guy said, okay. Mm -hmm. The next day, he's in the hospital. Mm -hmm. He's much, much better. He was literally dying. He may not be around much longer. But uh, our outreach team went to visit him in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And uh, they said, what can we do for you? And he said, I'd like a snack. Mm-hmm. I'd like a prayer and I'd like a Bible. Mm-hmm. And 
We did all three. We did all three. (laughs) And that's what I hope continues on with the Topeka Rescue Mission in every single way, every opportunity to bring hope and never give up Mm -hmm. on anybody ever. And I know you won't. What a blessing. Barry, thank you for um, just your heart, who you are, um, just the love of Christ that you show everyone, regardless of what walk of life we're from. Um, This has been a moment that I'll remember. Um, I'm thankful for it. um, And we are all thankful for your service at the Rescue Mission. Thank you, LaManda. And this... Uh, kind of concludes our uh, the past, uh, the now, the then, the now, and the in, in the future. Uh, I will be interviewing you, Lamanda, um, going forward on yes. your uh, new leadership as a director mm-hmm. and other people in the community and, and around the country that come into Topeka to be on our community, our mission. Thank you for listening to our community, our mission, and standing with us. We've had 6,317 downloads of uh, our Amazing. community, our mission, and 119 podcasts. So thank you so much for being a part of this and being a part of Topeka Rescue Mission. If you'd like more information on the Topeka Rescue Mission ministry, you can go to trmonline.org, trmonline.org. If you'd like to volunteer support or just learn about what we're doing, you can do so by listening to this podcast, getting our newsletter, getting involved in our community, our mission. Thank you.